Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us. Today, Philip talks with realtor Ann Vallon Elliott about flipping homes in today's real estate market. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And I got the model of the Derek Johns clothing line, Dear Son, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> What's going on, Eddie? How's it going, man? Now, That's good. Now, now you, you got to tell me, man, what's, what's your last name? Because I went I, I went on Facebook and I was like, <laughs> this is why I was confused. Like, <laughs> so my last name is Elliot. Okay. My first name is Anvalon. But you just go by Elliot. Because so many people, they they butchered my name since elementary school, man. Did, so, did, you, did you catch that when I teach my wife? I said, hey, this is Anvalon. And then you said, how my name is Elliot. And I was like, damn, shame on me. <laughs> you and, see? Because at that Facebook moment. And I was like. I'm confused. Because at that moment, you were trying to figure it out, and I was like, I ain't even going to do it like that. I'm not going to stress her <laughs> with the extra. Now, now every time she walks up to say something to me, she's going to be like, how do I say his name? How do I say his name? How? No, we're going to do it. Elliot, <laughs> nice to meet you. All right, all right. And it just it simplifies it. Okay, so 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 we're good now. Elliot. <laughs> yes, sir. And, the, and what's the name of your company? Uh, I'm with Reliance Faith Realty Group. Okay. Powered by TD Realty out of Mansfield, Texas. Okay, okay. And so... Um, and I, I never asked this. Where, where are you from? Where are you born and raised? I am born and raised out of Monroe, Louisiana. Man, you know what? Small me, town country boy, man. No, nah, man. Look, I, I, I went to church in, uh, I'm from Houston, but I, and I grew up in Southwest, but I went to church in Fifth Ward in my uncle church. And uh, Mr. Monroe was from Monroe, Louisiana. So he <laughs> so he he was the one, whenever we had to do cooking or whatever, he would he would be on the uh do it all. Got gumbo get barbecue. Out there, get out there and do it all, man. Uh-huh. You know, uh, small small town, small town raised. So a lot of my values are still the same as what they were growing up in that small town. You didn't have a lot to do, uh, com- kind of coming up. So a lot of what you what you did as a kid was based around the church mm. and the older folks, and that's why you'll see a lot of that in my ethics and how I move on things. Cool, man. Cool. Well, let's 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 talk about money, right? So so you you. I want to have you on because you are in, you you're a real estate investor, um, multi multifaceted, um, and the market has changed. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. That it, that it, that it has, man. Uh, so many so many people are making the mistake of being stuck in the last season of real estate instead of transitioning to the new season of real estate. You have to be able to watch the market as it changes. So so many people are. Uh, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to flip it. Or I'm going to put it on Airbnb. Or I'm going to I'm going to get it, and then I'm going to pull the equity out of it, then I'm going to keep it as a long-term rental. They're doing all of these things, not realizing this is not the market for any of those. Mm. It actually is the market for a more simpler approach. Hmm. So if you look at Airbnb, Airbnb is now is now being banned in certain cities. If you are not in take take Arlington, if you are not in a certain uh, certain parameter of the stadium then you are not allowed. There's a a city ordinance ban Mm. where you cannot have it unless you were were to go and spend all of the extra money to have a um, 
for lack of better terms, a, a hotel license. They want you to have that insurance Got it. for anything to do short-term rentals. Short-term rentals would be anything that's less than 30 days. So so, so you are able to do it. You just got to pay for a hotel license. You're going you're gonna to spend more money trying to establish it than you're going to, to make it Okay. at that point, uh, essentially. Yeah. Right? So, so you take that one out of it. Buying the home, fixing it, pulling the equity out of it, financing the rest of it as a long-term rental as long as you have 75% equity in that property. Mm-hmm. That's over with. Interest mm-hmm. rates are so are so expensive and that most people they, they can't they can't produce anything or any valuable fruit from that. Right. Take the people that did arms under businesses. So they they came in and they said, Hey, and that's I'm, risky to do it right now. It was risky to do before. But they <laughs> didn't they didn't look at the next season that was coming. Yeah. So as you know how arms work, a certain many years your interest rate is gonna go up until it tops out at the max number. Mm-hmm. Right. So they got these homes. Um, they got these homes, and what killed them was the fact that they didn't look at the um, the property tax rate going up. Mm. And as you know, if you live in Mansfield or anywhere that's like Mansfield, with the tax rate that we have here, I have not met a person in Mansfield yet that's paying less than $800 a month in property taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of our property values went up. Period, right? Yeah. So think of this. So if you have a home that's $300,000 um, that you got it for during COVID, and you're renting it out for... $2,500, $2,700. The mortgage on it was $2,100. Now that rate adjusts. The market rate for rent isn't going up the way that the that the, that the rate adjustment is going up for the interest rates, mm-hmm. as well as property taxes, because with so many people buying, now the market's hot. Now property values are exponentially higher than they were before, and now you're trying to keep up with all of that. So now you're getting paid $2,700 for rent on a home that you owe $3,500 a month on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because so, incomes are not keeping pace with at all. So yeah. now the rent was that takeaway rent. So that's no more. <laughs> you got to let that go, mm-hmm. right? And now the last thing, the fix and flips. Well, in today's market, you can take a cardboard box, put some sheetrock on it, call it a two car garage, <laughs> and then throw it out there and sell it, right? <laughs> so, so with that being said, they're overpaying for these properties. The cost of labor is is much more expensive. Yeah. The cost of material is much more expensive when you can even obtain them <laughs> because there's a limited supply. So now they're buying all of these. So I have a guy, I have a guy out in um out in West Texas, purchased a home, he got it for hundred and forty thousand dollars. Uh he partnered with a guy, the garden so they ended up putting two hundred thousand dollars worth of work into this home that they got for hundred and forty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. You, you're hearing that, right? Yeah. Okay. So you you admit your your you being a numbers guy, your your antennas immediately went off, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, who they about to re, who, who they about to put in this house? So what I told him is, man, I could have torn that house down and rebuilt it for two hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> right? At this at this point, a big problem with flippers and being a novice flipper is they're going in and thinking, I need this house, I need this house, I need this house. No one is teaching them about the mentality of being a buyer. I want it. I don't need it. So if you come in and you tell me that you want to give me a house that's $147,000, I'm instantly going to give you some sort of number that I know you're not going to take. Mm-hmm. We're going to establish that shock value immediately. 147, I give you 60. <laughs> what? That ain't realistic. Well, your number's not realistic either. Can we meet in the middle? Now let's talk. Now now we've established that my wants and your wants are totally off the board. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do. That home, they should have paid no more than Eighty to ninety thousand dollars total for that home. Mm. Rehab should have cost no more than another eighty thousand dollars. Now you're at one hundred and sixty. Comps are 
three hundred to three ten. Were, were, were they trying to put in? Were they trying to make it like to like a a home they would like to live in versus a home they're going to just resell? Okay, that that and they didn't they didn't do their due diligence mm. properly. Whenever I go to look at a home that I'm getting ready to that I'm getting ready to um, to try to purchase to flip or whatever the case may be, I have a a Rolodex of traders, mm. of people with trades that are going to come and help me out. So I have a roofer. It's got a pool. I have a pool inspector. I have my general contractor that I that I use. Shout out to Ryan's Design. <laughs> I was just texting him. Shout, shout out to Ryan's Design, man. That's that's my guy. I can call him at three o'clock in the morning. And say, hey, man, this cost just came on the market. I want to look at this thing at seven o'clock in the morning. The first time they got a showing, he gonna be there by six like six thirty, six forty. He ready. He said, yeah, man, I already took the drone up and looked at the place and checked it out. Roof looks bad or roof looks good. You know, we're gonna look at those things. Have an HVAC guy. I have a plumber. I have a, wi- a guy that's going to come in and check the wiring for basic things. I have a foundation person. You need all this list of trades. And if it's a home that I know is in a hot area that I'm going to want and I could probably stomach the asking price for it, mm-hmm. then I'll go ahead and put an offer on it and put my option days at five days. Pay a higher option fee, put it at five days. At least they're going to accept my offer and take my offer, and I got five days to go through it and decide if I want it or not. Mm. I waste a couple hundred bucks if it's a viable property. That's no different from me paying for leads. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and then you go through and you do all of your due diligence. I'm talking about from literally from the front door to the back door to the back corner of the garage mm-hmm. to see exactly what's going on with this property. And most of these flippers these days, they're they're not doing that. Hmm. And that's what's ending them up in a lot of trouble like this guy here. Okay. So 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 what's the what's the what's the strategy nowadays? So so you kinda you you're giving some of it, so make sure you do your your do your due diligence, have a good team. Be ready to go. I heard have the right mindset. Like I call it, you know, not putting, not putting the the thing on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, like people people put stuff on this pedestal, meaning they put them un, unequal to themselves. Like they say, oh, this is such a high goal, right? Or such a big thing I got to do. No, just make it equal. Not a big deal. So, but I mean, strategically, you know, how do I invest in real estate today in this market with the high rates and? High property taxes and take your time. Okay, take your time. Look for the correct house to do this with, and then that's that's really it mm. for for the experienced flipper or for the person that's trying to do that. That's not a first time home buyer or not someone that's not or someone that's not willing to live in the home themselves for a while. Mm-hmm. Because my my advice to anyone, especially first time home buyers, because this is a very difficult market for first time home buyers. <laughs> it is because the homes that they're wanting. Or that they're needing to actually be able to function with the maximum amount of comfort, are not obtainable price wise. Yeah. So yeah. what you do is you you prepare yourself to live in discomfort for for at least two years, right? So you go off and you find you a new build, find you a new building community. You make sure you're one of the first seven homes out out in Wade in Podunk Town, right. USA. Yep. Wherever wherever you can get it at, wherever you can get it at, um, you go out and you purchase it there. You become one of the first seven homes. Because after every seven to ten homes that they sell, they jump up the price. Mm. They jump up the price. Now, if you're in one of these master plan communities where they're going to build two, three hundred homes, and I was the first one, the first seven, can you imagine what the value is going to look like in two years after they've built two hundred of these homes? Yeah. And I got it at the bottom pricing. So uh, there's a there was a Dr. Horton community that was right here uh, south of south of three hundred and sixty. 
where 360 and 287 meets. Mm -hmm. uh, when they first started off those homes, you could get a three-bed, two-bath home for just under $300,000. It's kind of like being an early investor in a startup. That's it. It's all about timing and placement and being able to be to live in discomfort for just a little bit. I'm not saying go out and get a one-bedroom, one-bath condo. What I'm saying is get you a 3-2 that doesn't have the game room, the media room, the the big closet, or the, the walk-in shower that you're looking for. Do away with some comforts. Whatever you can you can, you can can compete with and compare with mm -hmm. for a small amount of time is going to function for you and your family. And then once you sell that home after two years, once you're past the, the, the time of having to pay capital gains because you didn't live in it long enough, now after those two years – I can sell it and I can make two hundred thousand dollars profit, and I can go and I can say now that house that was five that's five hundred thousand dollars. I have two hundred thousand dollars to roll into it, and now I'm coming in with with equity. Number one, and number two, I'm getting all of what I need and it's still affordable for me. I don't have a mm -hmm. a huge payment shock. I'm gonna have a little bit because I have to account for the the property taxes mm -hmm. on this large and more expensive home, but it's nothing compared to trying to pay. The equivalent of what two hundred thousand dollars worth of Got loaned a uh, borrowed money is going to do. So, 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 and I want to clarify because I, I know you said it, but I want to get you to directly say it so I'm clear and people are clear. So, like there, there, there are still new build homes, or if you're a first time buyer, there are still homes you can buy that are affordable. You just have to be willing to go where you're uncomfortable and be uncomfortable in this market. In most, instances. In most now, instances. Now, there are some new build homes out here. Despite what they're saying on the media about there's no inventory mm -hmm. in Texas, there's a lot of inventory in Texas. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, home builders have built so many properties that they can't get rid of now that mm -hmm. they're willing to knock deals out. My wife and I were out. Um, we go out and we just we tour homes because we want to see what the quality of these homes are going to be like for our clients mm -hmm. as we go throughout these, these processes. And then once our client tells us, hey, I'm looking for this, I've already toured that community and all of the ones surrounding it. Based off what you're telling me, this is what you're looking for. Mm. So we're going to do that. And while we were doing it, I sat down. I said, let me speak to the salesman. Let me see what he really wants for this house. So the home was 3,800 square feet. It started off at 769. Hmm. After sitting down with him, telling him what, you know, what we might be interested in, he came all the way down to $570,000 on this home. That lets that's me a, know. That's, that's a that's a big, big jump. Because they have some inventory. Yeah. They haven't sold a home in over 60 days. Yeah. That's scary for them. Because unless you are, D.R. Horton is the, only, is the only builder that I know that pays cash for everything that they do. Hmm. So every other builder has borrowed that money. So every day that that home is on the market or that it's not sold, they're paying a payment to someone, interest hmm. only. Just like hard money. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. So whatever they can do to get it off their books at this point, they're going to try to get it off their books. Yeah. It probably cost them $200,000 to build that house. Making $300,000 right now and not having to continue bleed money out in this economy is better than anything. Because all of them are having to refinance this year and, and, and next year. All, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like you said, all of them did them uh, arms. What what about um, – because I drive through places and uh, – Especially out where, where we are, like Midlothian, Waxahachie, Mansfield, and there's just still so much land. I'm like, I'm just like supply and demand says that, you know, stuff should be more affordable uh, 
relatively more affordable in the future because some the, the big supply of land like what's the you know what's the deal with all that all the land that we're you know just not building on so Waxahachie, Milotian, Venus, Alvarado, Maypearl, all those areas they have land. Mansfield is a no. Mm-hmm. That's why the homes in Mansfield are more expensive than the homes in Midlothian, Waxahachie, and so forth. Mansfield has now, uh, the last meeting that I was at with the city, they stated that they are at full occupancy as far as single-family homes. Mm. They will not sell another piece of land to a developer to create a community for single-family single homes. Everything has to be multifamily homes these days. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the land that you're seeing that's out there now, they're they're trying to save for entertainment because we, we cannot be a city of a city homes. of yeah, just homes. Sense. If you remember a conversation that we had earlier, I told you, I was like, Mansfield, they definitely overpopulated with the single-family homes mm-hmm. to where now they're having to take an initiative to say, we're willing to pay you to bring us some entertainment over here. Got it. And to make it, and to make it happen in order to compete. Because if you look at Grand Prairie, they have the Epic, mm-hmm. they have Main Event, they have Andretti's coming. Mm-hmm. Those are all huge money makers for that city. And... By them bringing the individuals to the city for that entertainment, they're helping out all the small businesses mm-hmm. around. There are the restaurants and the taxpayers' dollars that they can use to fur- for further events and to to pretty much keep the city up and going to where it doesn't fall down uh, with it. a lot of the riffraff that comes through. But 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 Midlothian, you're saying those areas they are still relative to Alvarado. Those are you can get some affordable stuff over there. Definitely, a home that I would pay seven hundred thousand dollars for in Mansfield would be five hundred thousand dollars in Midlothian, which is fifteen minutes down the street. Right. Yeah. But you're gonna get a different school system. They don't have a, so Mansfield. Last time I counted, had eight high schools. <laughs> Midlothian has two. Yeah. That ought to just show you how. The elementary schools in Mansfield look like high schools. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty. Yeah, pretty big. They have that meant they overpopulated with the single family homes and the and the population to where now they're having to compete with it and they're throwing out dollars and throwing out dollars. They're having to build a, at least a new elementary and intermediate school every other year mm-hmm. just in order to keep up with the pace of things. Well, if we have no entertainment or nothing that's bringing out tax dollars, they can't counteract our property taxes by saying that they have other revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So all they have to lean on is that. Mm-hmm. So, if like, take take my community. My community, the last time I checked the home that sold next door to me, the property taxes on the home was $14,000 a year, rounded off. That's over $1,000 a month mm-hmm. in property taxes. Mm-hmm. If it goes any higher, everyone's going to be priced out. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it's some it's some land there, it's some area there, some space there. If you're willing to have a small amount of discomfort, and the discomfort in Midlothian would be nothing is near. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in order for me to get to a Market Street, I got to drive to Mansfield. In order for me to get to a Walmart, Cedar Hill. So, so, so it it sounds to me bit bit. I talk about this in business, and it sounds like real estate the same way. Like in business, you used to be able to just leverage, right? Just Buy something cheap, leverage it. You didn't really have to be super smart operationally, mm-hmm. right? You just borrow some money and you leveraged it and you made money and you look super smart, right? And I'm not discounting anybody's intelligence from leverage, right? Because, you know, uh, I respect how everybody makes money, but it didn't take any operate. Like, you didn't have to add operational excellence. <laughs> right. You just had to be able to borrow money and mm-hmm. leverage. Uh, Good credit to get you there. Yeah. Those days in business are gone. Yep. You, you Today you have to... Uh, operate, which means productivity, mm-hmm. right? 
productivity, productivity, right? Product. So it sounds to me the same way as in real estate. Now you have to like, like you said, move patiently, know what you want and be able to operationally take something and uh, for lack of better words, use your imagination to create it, Mm -hmm. you know, to what you want, but, but not, right. Not get ahead of, you said don't rush. I, when I say don't get ahead of yourself, that's like saying like like you said don't don't rush it, right? Don't rush it. Yeah, I want this. I don't need it. Yeah, and that's that's the mindset that you have to keep continuously have. I want it. I don't need it. Therefore, you won't make any drastic decisions that you're going to pay for later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did it myself. I just purchased a home that I wanted and didn't need and hurry and rushed into it. Mm. When I hurry and rushed into it, I didn't realize so many of my own steps that I did not take. Mm. So now I, over the last, I've owned this home now for four months. Over the last four months, I've spent $120,000 on this home. Right? Big no-no for me. So now the entire time I'm spending this money, I'm preaching to myself in my head, I can't believe you did not follow your own <laughs> advice. You didn't follow your rule book. You didn't follow your checklist. Because I have a checklist. Whenever I go and I tour a home, I have a checklist of things to look for. From the moment that I pull up, what does a curve appeal look like? What does the grass look like? Right? When I'm saying what does the grass look like for a reason, if the grass is dead in certain spots, not only is it bad for your curve appeal, but now I have to fight with HOA. Mm. Right? Other expense. Do you know how much sod costs these days? Yeah, it's not cheap. So I'm look. I'm looking. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the the concrete of the of the of the walkway. I'm looking at the crack in the mortar on the homes. As I'm walking through a home, I'm looking at the settlement of the door. Am I having a little trouble opening it up and getting the lock in? Indication indicators of, of foundation damage or or extreme settling. I'm looking at the different flooring types. Does it look uniform coming through this door? Is it newer paint throughout this home? Because Paint can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm checking everything out. I want to see everything that I can notice in this home. Let me look at the lighting. What kind of bulbs are they using? Okay. What's their electricity bill looking like at this time? We haven't any leaky faucets. I don't want to know if I'm going to have any water uh, or water and utility bills later on that's going to be a higher, of higher, a higher use than, than normal. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I didn't follow that checklist when I went in because I was so dead set on getting out of where I was and getting into somewhere else. that I walked in, it was like, you know what? I've looked at 30 houses. This is it. I ain't looking at another one. Just go with it. And it came back to kick me in the butt later on. So that's what I mean when I say I want it. I don't need it. Yeah, no, we 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 all do it, man. That's the and it's funny to see that because like it's like, yeah, in my in, in my investment checklist when I invest for clients, I'm I'm on top of it. I made some personal investments, so I was like, ah, bro, you skipped a step. That's why you, <laughs> that's why you lost the money. And he came back. Gosh, <laughs> now, you, now you're all looking like, man, I can't believe I just uh, sat here and went through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so no, no, I, I definitely get it. Um, in, in the last seven minutes, let's just talk about, like, what what are your, what's your intuition or what are your thoughts about, like, the growth of DFW over the next, let's say, five to seven years and the money that's uh, that people can make in real estate over that period of time. So, and, and say it clearly: Are you less bullish, more bullish, and then you can give detail around it? You know what? I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great market for those in real estate over the next five, ten years, if they can withstand it. Most people, most people, they're looking for a right now dollar, so they're bowing out like. Um, the state of the market right now, it had to happen 
um, or as my grandfather would call it, there's a thinning that's happening right now. <laughs> so those COVID realtors, those COVID loan officers, those COVID flippers, all, all those individuals, they're going away. Mm. They can't they can't go four to five months paying MLS fees and broker fees and all of these things without having a closed transaction. They don't understand that deals don't just fall into your lap and just happen because everybody has to have a ha- house right now, right? So. Uh, majority of them don't understand the process of I may close seven homes this month and might not close another one for six months. So I have to base all of my bills and all of my responsibilities over that time. Mm-hmm. And now things are getting kind of rough for them and they're running back to the job market and it's changing. But what's what they're not noticing here is with all of the large companies that are moving to the DFW, with all of the businesses that are transitioning because they are taking on larger roles and people are coming back into the office now, so they're going to need more space for them. You have to look outside of just, I want to help you purchase your home. Right. No, I want to help you start your business. I want to help you find the place that's going to work best for you. I want to help you find the place that's going to be in the best location. I, w- I want to be able to do that. Those who are coming out of their businesses, who are, who are building the, warehouse, the warehouses and the large corporate offices, I want to partner with you on this one to make sure you ha- we're, we have a unified front we getting the individuals that you want into this process to, to lease these uh, these buildings. So that's why I say there's a lot that's going to happen in the market in DFW. Um, man, with all of the individuals that are coming from both the east and the west down south, uh, lack of lack of state tax being being a huge deal, mm-hmm. being a huge deal. The liberties that they get living in Texas, we're friendly here, we're nice here. If you can't come to Texas and succeed. It's a you problem and not a not a Texas problem. Hmm. Texas is one of the only places that's almost recession proof, <laughs> if you really look at it, yeah, based yeah. off of how how it happens. It's pretty diverse it. economy, you know. Um, politics are friendly for business for the at least next, you know, decade or so. It's it's so so it's almost like it's future proof. It's mm-hmm. only going to keep rolling. And the people who did purchase during COVID, they're getting uncomfortable now. They're seeing, they're getting those those things in the mail. I give you seven hundred thousand for your house. I give you eight hundred thousand for your house. Man, I only paid three hundred. I paid two fifty. Oh man! Now they're wanting to list and they're wanting to sell and they're wanting to buy something else. What what, what about like the rebalancing? Man, I was talking to uh, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and and this is a niche for realtors from a rebalancing standpoint. I want to get your thoughts cuz you're in the business, but this is just my intuition. I was like, if you look at like where we are, the level of uh high income African Americans that live in Mansfield, South Grand Prairie, Mid, you know, Midlothian is high. Mm-hmm. Uh even Cedar Hill is high. Uh um and we're in close proximity and we hang out and we can play space together, right? Which mm-hmm. is, which is unique for the metroplex because even in Frisco, Plano, where there's other high income African Americans, they're just they're they're diversified, right? Mm-hmm. They're not they they don't see it's not as many pulled together, but so so we have more pulled together, and and you have businesses like you know we have a friend who owns a uh, shout out to uh, you know Mana Juice Bar, uh, which is a you know it's 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 not a I'm, I don't want to call it. It's not a business for only black people, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's a black-owned business. But they provide a a if you go into a juice bar, right? Mm-hmm. It's like and you're spending ten bucks for a juice. Like it's not 
that's not built. You can't put that in a lower income area. Not, not it's, at all. it's a high income business, and and her clientele or everybody, but she gets a lot of high income African Americans. I'm, I'm saying that because there's an opportunity to build those whiskeys businesses that uh, that uh, that are high end mm-hmm. that we can appreciate mm-hmm. uh, 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 all out here. And so I was like, I was like, there has to be a rebalancing of like the the people up north who 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 like our culture, mm-hmm. whatever whatever race they are, because they can take that eight hundred thousand dollar home. Right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think we go to, we can get them from California and relocate them to Texas. I was like, you can go to Frisco mm-hmm. and get them, they, they get them to sell that eight hundred thousand dollar home, and they can buy it for like five hundred out here. I mean, do you see that happening? I don't. Frisco's hot, man. It is. Frisco's hot. And then, because you don't have to, in order to be in close proximity of that, I don't have to live in Frisco. Mm. Prosper, Solana, Anna, Melissa. But you don't get the culture. You don't think you don't think you still culture. get the culture. You do. It's a ten yeah. minute drive. No, I'm talking about Frisco's culture is nothing like ten. 10 not, not the, not, I'm talking about like the the Mira Lagos. We can go to the park and we can see me, you. They, they 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 got it, man. They got it. They, so a lot of us down south don't see it because we're not man, in those clubs. Got it. Now you know I'm in Frisco every week. Mm. <laughs> I'm in Frisco every week, man. So, so they got it too. They got it too. Mm. It's just it's a very exclusive. It's not it's not as large of a volume. That's yeah. That's yeah. as it is here. Yeah. But it's it's there, man. Um, and shout out to my guys in Frisco, man. Like mm. they, you know what? And it's totally off subject, mm. but I got to shout them out, man. I didn't learn how to operate at such a high value of excellence mm. until I got around those guys mm. because they showed me how to be multifaceted and how to deal with different diverse cultures mm-hmm. but still be authentically me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. So um, those guys, what, what they what they have out there, it's almost like, think about, if you think about like the vault mm-hmm. with your locker, Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you pay for your locker. You got it for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. They have places out there where memberships costing ten thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, it's money. Right. Yeah. And then you come in there, but when you come in there, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. I don't have to come in there and you say, "Hey man, I'm Phil Washington, and I, I I can help you with your with your income and to balance these things out and to save you mm-hmm. and to help you with your investment portfolio." Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there and say, "Hmm, maybe I need to vet you before mm-hmm. I even talk with you," because mm-hmm. you've already been vetted before you got there. Mm-hmm. So they they have that type of infrastructure in place for what they have going on mm-hmm. up there. That's the only upside. To dealing there. Well, you, you know what though, and we can talk offline. That's here because I would say my clients that are wealthy, mm-hmm. that have money, they're betting them. They're down here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying. So I'm saying I'm with you. They're both up there. I'm just saying the the you you hit on the nail. The volume proportionate up there is huge, mm-hmm. and those same high level ones are out here teaching us high level. You got to know where you're moving. You got to know. Yeah, know where they're, they're they're down here, but I'm saying. So there's levels to it, right? Mm-hmm. In both areas, I'm just saying, like the level of volume for the uh, for the people out here is, is is bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like numerically. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. and and they're not afraid to show. So that and another difference is, if you're not in that click up there, yeah, you're an outsider, right? Versus here, yeah, Arab they're willing is, to give you a chance. It's like Houston. I I call, I call it up there is like what I would perceive we. Uh, and uh, and we 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 pat we'll, we'll, we'll talk, but 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 I appreciate both. But this feels more to me like Houston. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, oh, I love South. It, I would never move to Frisco. It's it's like we got the strip club, we got the church, we got the 
the business all next to each other. All in one. Yeah, and er- and everybody can do it. Nobody's looking at anybody yeah, sideways. Ain't nobody too fancy. Ain't nobody it's too like, fancy. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, hey, 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 brother, I know you was over there at the strip club the other night because I saw you. But hey, ain't no big deal. You can still come to church on Sunday. Right, right, and we're going to accept you and it's no problem. And then after that, we all go have dinners over at Mihan's. And it's no problem. So that's one of the, that's one of the things I love about living down south. I am able to rub shoulders with whatever culture I need in that moment mm-hmm. with no with no problem. I could pick up the phone and I can say, "Hey, I got a bright idea. Steve, can you can you help me get this thing on camera?" And it's, "Oh, you know what, Elliot? Sure thing, man. Come on through. I have this time available, that time available." Or I could pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Philip, I just came through with this large sum of money, man, and I don't know what to do with it." And I can trust that on the other end of that phone call is a genuine person mm-hmm. that genuinely wants to help and wants to see me do good. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, I want you to do good, but never better than me type deal. Right, right, yeah. 100%. Right? So that's the vibe that's down here. And it's a cultural brotherhood with everything that's going on. I love our meetups. I love our conversations. I love being able to pick 10 brothers out of my phone in the morning and say, hey, man, you're worthy today. You're great today. You're absolutely capable today. I love you. And keep pushing. And it's going to be perceived by every last one of those. And I can also pick up the phone and say, now let's do some business. A hundred percent. Or let's just go work out. Or I just ran into Philip over here at the school with the kids this morning. And uh, he saw me down a little bit. So now I'm going over this run with him. I don't know if I'm going to make it the whole six miles here, but I'm going to make it a little bit. So that's the, that's the difference in the culture, man. But real estate in the DFW, definitely going to keep popping, definitely going to keep transition. And if you can withstand it, these times, these rough times, then you're going to set yourself up for a greater future. Just make sure that you're making the proper investments as you're going along with it. Well, let, let everybody know where they can reach you if they want to purchase a home, invest in the home. Yes. So yet again, I'm Anvalon Elliott with Reliance Faith Realty powered by TD Realty. Myself and my partner, which is my beautiful wife, Denisha Elliott, can be reached online um, at Reliance Faith on Facebook. I'm Anvalon Elliott on Facebook. My wife is Denisha Elliott on Facebook. Uh, ReliancePaith.net is our our website. And if you need to reach us by phone, 817-703-1485 or 817-437-1548. All right. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for coming to share. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.